Hello, this is Margaret Adjibada, the STEM Positive Disruptor. And today I have on my platform, on Mia's Conversation, Joshua Ajayi, Ajayi, Ajayi? And yeah, he's a, Ajayi. Okay, and he's a lead game developer. I mean, he does much more than that, but you know, this is again what we want to do. Uh, is to show the showcase the different roles within um, the STEM world. So the reason why we set up this platform is to educate, raise awareness, change people's perception, and demystify what STEM is, that's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. We want to bring the public into our domain. We want to showcase the diverse roles and the diverse people that work within our industry and people from all over the world, not just in the UK. And, you know, my special guest is... Uh, just travel with his job. He tell us more about that. Um, and I, without further ado, welcome, um, Joshua. Thank you so much for coming on board. You know, I, 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 I did no problem. I do admire what you do. And, you know, I'm quite keen to hear more about what you do as well. So please um, introduce yourself and, and tell us more about what you do. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Margaret. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Joshua Ajayi. And I am a game developer, AR, VR developer as well. Um, I have spent roughly the past uh, six, seven years of my um, professional career, um, you know, trying to chart my path um, in the world of tech. Um, of course, I have um, I've worked with several teams, uh, both locally and internationally. I also have a passion for um, education, right? Um, I come from a background of education. My mom is an educationist. Um, also, it's one of the main motivation factors for me going into the tech field, right? That's why you see that a lot of my experience has been um, as an instructor, um, as a lead developer, as, you know, um, just, just any position where I have the platform or leverage to um, pass on knowledge um, in the tech field, right? So, uh, of course, I, I have had the pleasure of, um, of course, uh, being an instructor, game development instructor um, for a Microsoft project back in the day while I was in school. Um, that was sort of an entry point for me. Um, game development um, came, came knocking at my door right while I was in the university. Um, you know, um, back then, it was not a thing here in Nigeria. Um, it, was, it was not really a thing. They were just only about a handful of people that I know that had dabbled into the field at the time. And it was quite um, a very um, daunting um, an enterprise for me because I, I had no precedence. I had not a, not a lot of, uh, you know, uh, figures to look up to back, back here where I grew up from, right? So um, a lot of the time was just me spending my time uh, trying to just play around with software. Um, Unity at the time. I was just playing with the software, trying to look at games. Um, a lot of the games I had played growing up, I tried to look at them and try to, you know, see how I could translate what I was, the experiences I was having there um, over to um, the development side of things. It was, it, 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 it was not an easy task at all, right? And I had to, you know, of course, had to lean on um, the internet, um, you know, of course, I, I would not say I'm self-taught because a lot of things I know, um, I learned, you know, via this tutorial or that tutorial, um, even before I met the community of developers like myself. Of course, I 
I leveraged on tutorials, you know, I got myself um, well-informed. Um, shortly afterwards, I, I was able to take up a, a very short contract as a um, game development instructor for Microsoft. And the initiative back then was the Women, women Techstars um, Initiative, where um, women in this side of the world are being trained on tech skills such as web development, game development, and um, um, IoT, that's the Internet of Things, right? So at the time, it, it was a perfect opportunity for me to, um, you know, step out and show what I know how to do, right? In my capacity, right? I was no professional, right? So, and if there's anything I've learned, you don't know what you know until you teach it, right? I believe you you do, you might not necessarily have um, the full comprehension of what you know until you actually have the leverage to teach that thing that you know. So I took that as an opportunity um, to impart knowledge. And then I realized that this was something I had a real passion for, right? So shortly afterwards, I dived into the massive technology field. That's augmented reality, virtual reality. Um, I launched an initiative back then, which was called Ogma Africa. Ogma Africa was simply uh, me trying to solve some of the little STEM issues that we were having um, in Nigeria um, back then. I'm not saying it's 100% solved now, but at the time, um, I wanted to contribute. I wanted to give back to um, uh, to my community. Um, so I I was looking actively looking for a way to um you know contribute my quota you know using my skills and everything i'd learned right so i went and i created a couple of applications right mobile applications that um that are specifically designed for um the practical aspect of stem right um physics okay. mathematics um chemistry okay. um, so I'll just come yeah. ask you to yeah. expand so on I, that. I yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So um physics, chemistry, geography, um, a lot of these topics that are um really related to science because I have I come from a science and engineering background, right? So yeah, I developed a couple of augmented reality applications that you know allowed um primary school, secondary school students to <clears throat> to um, have a more practical experience of a lot of the topics they are being taught in the class, right? So the motivation there was that um, there is a divide between teaching and learning when it comes to STEM, right? Um, STEM subjects, right? There is a, a, a sort of divide when it comes um, when it comes to the theoretical versus the practical aspects mm -hmm. of STEM, and um, I felt like um, the average African child um does not really have access to a lot of the laboratory equipments that would you know um that would suffice to help them internalize the topics they were being taught in class right mm -hmm. so people, um, students were busy learning in class but they never actually got the opportunity to um practicalize some of these things now i'm speaking for myself because of course i i, I went to a public secondary school in Nigeria here, and um, it's a real struggle. Um, it's it's a real struggle to actually um, carry out practical 
um, sessions based on the topics we're being taught in class. So that was the that was a serious drive for me. I made a couple of applications, um, chemistry. You know, you could carry out chem, um, chem, uh, chemical, um, um, chemical reaction practicals, organic chemistry, a lot of these other topics that um, that needed more practical explanation. You know, I was able to recreate experiences like that into applications, mm -hmm. and then we launched an initiative that was taken to several schools across Nigeria. Right, um, we got a little bit of funding um, as a way of encouragement. Um, a lot of the students loved it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, having having to see um, more, having to learn in a different um, um, approach, right? Yeah. Different approach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, I guess that's what stands out for me. Um, and that's, what's my, that's what my motivation is. The fact that I could introduce experiences to people that mm -hmm. they would um, not normally have had the, the um, opportunity to experience right so yeah that, that that's that's pretty much sums up my background in games and immersive technology i'm i'm so impressed i'm so impressed because you know what you said um in the beginning that um your background of your parents or your mom is an educator and that in a way yeah, stimulated sure. it and initiated gave you that hunger to want to be to want to give back or pass that knowledge yeah. that you gained and I guess that also led to you lead, um, developing those apps that allowed you to have that practical, see the creation of those subjects you're learning in school. Everything seems, seems to be very theoretical, but there was no application. That was the hands-on practical solutions. And yeah. you saw there was a gap yeah. and, you, and you felt that gap, the way to need to be able to bring the theory and the practical is to de develop yeah. these apps. I'm assuming that did you do it by yourself or with other people? Um, so initially I worked with um with a studio. Um again, this is it was non-profit, it was non um, you know, I had no sort of um financial um okay. motivation or whatever. It was just something I did purely out of um uh purely out of my love for um stem and practicality right mm -hmm. so um yeah i i worked on it, it um the proof of concept up until development it was not until later when i had um uh, you know mvps um applications that were already done and ready to be expanded that's when we started to get support from other developers of course we, we reached out to a couple of developers around um around my locality back then and of course we were able to um of course um do some expansion to the product to the app right and mm -hmm. that that's actually um for me it was one of the most fulfilling um parts of my career because um there was a time i think the last visit of the, um, the prince of wales who is now the uh, king of um uh, the uk right um that's um yeah Prince Charles, King Charles, right? Now, <laughs> the last time he visited Nigeria, it was an opportunity. He, we did get an opportunity to um, discuss some of these um, uh, things that we were doing okay. to him, and um, it was a really, really, um, uh, it was a really, really interesting time for us because um, we were getting, we we're putting ourselves out there, right? Um, Indeed. When it comes to solutions that 
solve problems, real life problems. Um, I, I feel like we we need that platform. We need um we need to put it, you know, we need to leverage as much platforms as much um influence as we can, right? So it was it was a very um perfect opportunity for us to you know uh, just pitch our our initiative to to the prince at that time and yeah it was it was well received and we got a lot of encouragement and of course that really drove us to taking it to more schools in nigeria um yeah of course that, that's very good and i'm assuming that uh, some of the schools are now using the app to help with the the translation from the theory into the the um practical solutions or give them a better understanding yeah. and how things have been been done in relation to the subjects they're learning so you know just that's impressive i'm really really proud of you um can you just um so i'm i'm assuming again that you're as a lead game you you develop educational games is that would that be uh, a correct assumption or is it varied well well, I, I develop all types of games, right? Okay. Um, of course, I love the educational um, genre, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, I have worked on quite a number of educational games. But um, yeah, I have worked on several games um, down the line. Of course, it's what's driven my professional career. I currently work with a team in the UK called Unbounded Earth. And, okay. Um, we, are yeah, we are creating gamified experiences in the metaverse, right? So, oh, um, yeah. What, what we, yeah, what we do basically is we um we create a shared space um that people could interact, and then we create gamified content um that these people can interact with, which can be educative, um can could also be for um purely for uh fun and educational purposes. That that's that's amazing. That's truly it's so amazing because I I mean it's 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 what we do now using augmented um, reality, virtual reality. That is what, a, a tool that's being used across the board. It's it's using businesses, used in the education side, it's used anywhere really. Wherever you, you know, it's there. Immersive technology, it's everywhere now. Even here, we can on this Zoom. There's an opportunity to, to immerse yourself as well. So there are lots of yeah, um, sure. platforms for you to to use it on. So, oh, by the way, congratulations on being nominated for an award. Congratulations. Yeah. So when do you find out if you won? Um, and yeah, what is so the award I, as well? Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, the award is um, uh, it's called the Outstanding Leadership Award. Um, and, of course, um, this is organized by a conference called the Internet 2.0 Conference. And okay. this is just a... This is a conference that um that celebrates um people that have shown some form of exceptional leadership in their field in their career um over the years um of course this is done as a way to not just of course encourage but also to um as a way to provoke um you know um uh, uh provoke thought leaders you know bring bring out spotlights and highlights um um things that are being done or work, work that is um, being done under wraps that, you know, bringing them out to the open and then help people see that um, there is a lot of, there are actually a lot of use cases to um, um, the field of tech and particularly the massive technology field, right? Um, because um, one of the reasons I was nominated, of course, is for my startup, uh, my startup called Empower XR. We are based in the US 
And Empower XR basically is um is a solution that leverages on um augmented reality um ah. to solve a particular problem in the field of manufacturing, right? Yeah, so what, I noticed what, that. What, yeah, go on. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so what the problem is basically is that um in the field of manufacturing, um uh when when you look at the figures, there there's a lot of fatalities that occur every year due due to complacence, you know, while handling a lot of these industrial machines and um operating some of this, you know, um equipment. Right. So um what what we have done at Empower XR is to um create um augmented reality based micro lessons that allows you to simulate safety procedures. Right. Oh, so um, yeah, so you have you have the opportunity to simulate safety procedures okay. that will refresh your memory on um you know how to properly operate a machine you know mm. without breaking any of the safety procedures and thereby we are solving the issue of um complacence and in turn we are actually um contributing our quota to reducing the number of fatalities that occurs in that industry every year. So for me, that's that's um that that's that's that I would say has been like um uh, one of the key deciding factors for um my nomination for that award. Well, congratulations. I mean, do you know this is what you're showing is that technology is being used in different ways. I mean, you're not just an educator, you also you're yeah. looking at I'm assuming it's a team of you because it's based in the US. I know it's an um it's a virtual way of yeah. bringing a team together, which is fine. Um, but this is what technology yeah. does, this is what it allows you to do. It allows you to yeah. play yeah. to to develop things across the board yeah. in, in in a global sense and that's what we we love and this is what we want to celebrate this is what we want to showcase to our young people that everything is possible it doesn't matter what your background is it doesn't matter where you're from technology allow, has that platform to allow you to mix yes. with a, a range of people across the world itself and so again congratulations your nomination i do hope you win yeah, you know so but this is raising your profile as well so well done on that um, Thank you. And obviously, I know that you were in Saudi Arabia before while you were teaching, wasn't it? So, is that also in relation to um, uh, augmented reality, virtual, or was it a different type of, or is it still to do with uh, technology? Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, I ha like I said, I have a continuing passion for um, passing passing down knowledge. Okay. I, I feel like I'm, I'm a hobbyist when it comes to that. I I, right. love, I love doing it, and then I I have actually um um you know paved away my career for that. Right. Okay. So I have involved with the Saudi industry um for the past um two years now, mm -hmm. um and what my what I have um you know my contribution to that field is um you know working i've been working as an instructor a game development instructor actually okay right i have been what does that yeah. mean what so, does that entail tell us because you know it's yeah. because some people some young people may decide I, I don't really want to work in industry i would like to yeah. teach i like to be an educator i like to be an instructor yeah. so tell That's us right. what that what does that what's the make makeup of being an instructor a game developing instructor very briefly yeah for sure yeah, for sure. So being an instructor is simply um, you just, um, um, again, uh, 
being able to stand in front of people and teach what you know, right? In the field of game development, right? So if if I have a skill for game development and I know how to do certain things um, in game development and I- Give an example. Really, it doesn't have to be, of course, like it doesn't have to be um, you creating games, um, finished games on the market. Um, you could have a, a specific skill, skill set for, um, you know, an aspect of game development, maybe sound designing or maybe animations or maybe uh, programming, right? Um, C-sharp um, programming, right? You, you, you basically can teach. Once you know how to do any of these things, yeah. you basically can. No one person can be... Um, can be a hundred percent game developer, and I'm just going to say say that out now because the reason why I say so is because the field is very vast, right? Of course, very, yeah, very vast. has a lot of parts that you could specialize in. You could be a generalist, like myself. I, of course, I have decided to be a generalist. Um, you know, I know a little bit of everything, and that actually helps me to be able to guide other people, right? And again, it just does not necessarily mean that you are an absolute expert at this, right? It could just be that you have access to the right resources, yeah. right? Once you can point someone um, to to a bank of resources that you know that that you know has helped you and would help them, you are actually an instructor, right? So once people can look to you and you know feel like you are dependable, they could easily run to you and you point them in the right direction that actually makes you an instructor. So um, over yeah. the years, you could build the skill, um, you know, um, and be a more grounded um, um, professional at what you do, right? So for me, instruction is more of um, being resourceful, right? Yeah. Knowing where I can point things to people. Like um, I've had a lot of people approach me, how can I start game development? How can I start AR? How can I start VR? <laughs> that is what, that is those those that's like eighty percent of the interactions I get, right? Yeah. And so, so what's your solution? So tell yeah, us. Yeah, for me. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, it's the first thing is make sure you have a passion for it, right? So it's not just being an instructor, also being a developer as well. Make sure you have a passion for games development. Okay. Make sure you are still yourself. Make sure you're not just jump, jumping on the hype. Uh, because um, when the technicalities that are involved begin to creep up on you, you know, um, your passion is what keeps you grounded. Yeah. Your uh, tenacity is being developed from your passion, mm. right? And that way you can stay through the tough learning process. Because I say it's tough because um, it takes a while for you, right? But then, of course, Rome was not built in a day, right? Sure. Um <laughs> There's this saying I love that says, um, if I have seen ahead, it is because I have stu stood on the shoulder of giants, right? Um, and that saying goes to say that um, if you really want to move ahead or see ahead, you definitely cannot do everything by yourself, right? So there are people yeah. that have gone before you, yes. you know, that have um, done the hard work of putting resources together. Yes. Right. And um, it would be very, very wise of you to leverage on these experiences, right? To leverage on these resources. And that way you have a very linear learning path, right? And that's that's what's really going to help and drive you down your career, right? Yeah. yeah. 
so 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 true you can't do it by yourself but i think you you know you're very right you have to have passion for what you're doing you can't go into something oh you can because some people do because you know the opportunity has risen but i think yeah. you know to have that um that drive when things get tough you, as you said then you're you're motivated based on your passion because you want it it's something you enjoy doing and it comes through just like just listen to you joshua your energy is just so beautiful because you're passionate about what you do you're passionate of making a uh, of making a difference um game development is, is something you love doing but you, you also talked to sir said you're a generalist which means that you know everything you're you're not an expert for one thing but you you are you can't fit in anywhere that means as you said yeah. you can be an instructor you can be a developer and also you're you're collaborating with different people in the uk abroad so many people so open, yeah. the doors are opening in so many different levels as well but also in the education system in nigeria what would you like to say to the government or the education system because you know you're not it's not just in nigeria where there's an issue of marrying the theory with the practical yeah. although it's not as bad as based on what you're saying but what would you say to the how can we bridge the gap because i think this is very important because you learn the theory but then if you're not able to apply it then you think you're lost so unless you're very confident in what you're doing you, you end up not doing or following through with your what you, you graduated with so what would you say to the educationists how can we change that like one cent, one, I don't know, but not too long, yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, so I, I think we need to challenge the status quo as individuals and also as um, as students, we need to yearn for more, right? So now this is the digital age, right? And we cannot compare right now to what it used to be, right? So if in the past, um, our governors or people in charge of the educational system in Nigeria uh, and beyond do not have an idea on or understanding of um, how important, you know, um, investing in te technology education is, right? We, we, as of this generation, the internet generation, have, um, I feel like we know better and we can do better right? Mm -hmm. We have access, right? So back in the day, right then, um, there were not a lot of computers available for, for us to, you know, go to, you know, and just play around with. It was a privilege for you to actually see a computer and be able to use it. But now we all own computers. Um, a lot of us own smartphones, right? Yeah. And a lot mm -hmm. of us have access to information, right? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is um, it starts with you, Right, it starts with you. Um, the more uh, the more they see how much people are digitally learned, the more I feel like the educational system would, um, by itself, try to meet up to the demands of what um, um, the students are requesting for. So again, what do I mean? Um, I've seen situations where um, uh, the students actually came together to start initiatives within the school you know, and um, this actually stirred up the leadership of the school or whatever to actually um, pay more attention to this to this uh, uh, move or to these um, uh, initiatives, right? 
So what I'm trying to say is, um, of course, as much as we would love to wait for our leaders or our educational um, um, of officials to do something for us in the educational system, I feel like it's up to us. Um, at you know, while I was in the university, um, I got involved with a lot of groups, and our my main drive was to actually help to sensitize people and to, of course, start a movement that would help people know or be aware that um, there is more to technology, right? So that actually got um, a lot of us noticed, a lot of initiatives that brought, um, you know, uh, the um, introduction of um, uh, computer-based topics, subjects to the schools, um, some extracurricular um, uh, tech activities that really, really helped to you know, encourage the next generation. So like I said, for a lot of us that have access to technology and the internet right now, I feel like um, it's up to us to, you know, look inward, um, um, you know, look at our passion and try to see how much we can tap into that well. And then of course, um, uh, drive ourselves to start innovating and to start collaborating. And I feel that the more that we do that, nobody's too young to do that. I've seen 12 year olds doing, um, a lot of cool stuff recently in tech. And I feel like this is the digital age. Nobody is bigger than anyone. Once you can, um, you know, tap into your drive and actually put in the work that that's necessary. So that's my advice. Um, you have access to the internet, make use of it. I, I agree with you. And that's, that's a good point. But what the, the thing is, the education system is in place. They need to invest yeah. in getting the, the uh, upgraded, whatever they have in place, computers, get it more relevant to, because you can't, how can you compete as a student if you don't have the, the, the tools that make you make you stand out? You, you can't. It means that you yeah. have to go out and retrain altogether. Yes, I do agree with you. It's a digital yeah. age and there's things you can do, but I think the, the education system has a big role to play because... They are open. Yeah. They're just yes. as um, digital savvy as the young ones because they have to be to teach the, yeah. the subjects in the first place. And that means they also understand yeah. that there are resources that need to be in place in order to support the young people, to support the students. So I, I do agree. Yes. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> Joshua. But I, I think, you know, sure. everyone has a role to play. Even the government has a role to play. They have to have yeah. policy I, in place I, I, to I encourage that. About that. Yeah, I could say something about that. Um, to be honest, um, I feel like um, there has to be a reform done to the educational system. Um, when I say reform, not just um, a, a total overhaul, but um, just um, upgrades being done, right? So syllabuses need to be revisited. A lot of the techniques being um, taught in the classes, a lot of the things, textbooks, um, techniques that are being taught in schools, are a little outdated now because of how um, technology has evolved, right? In, in the past, as a, as a science student, there are several um, there are several extremely complex ways of doing certain things, which right now, there are softwares that would actually help you to, <clears throat> to run simulations and do things within a very short time. And that actually gives you more accurate results and would help you to be competitive when you go out there. Right, so I feel like right now, the conversation we need to be having is with educators 
And of course, um, they need to see that um, um, things, there is a need for upgrade in how things are being done in the techniques that are being used to, you know, taught in the classes. Um, of course, um, the government needs to actually provide um, 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 equipment to facilitate um, these upgrades as well. So I feel like it's just um, it's just a change that needs to be done in every layer of um, of the educational system. And of course, you and I have a role to play. The government, the government have they they have a role to play. The educationists have a role to play. You know, in also upskilling themselves. A lot of the teachers that we have, you know, in this side of the world, um, are not very tech savvy, of course. So again, you know, helping themselves by you know, um, learning um, a newer way of doing things would really, really benefit everyone, including the students. And that would ultimately drive um, the next generation of um, techni technical, technically learned students. Thank you so much, Joshua. I really appreciate it. I, I enjoy the conversation and thank you for the words of wisdom as well. The passion, the need for passion, the need to be able to share and part in part, part with all the information you have, share with other people, so, but also about us being the the, the 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 place of start where we need because we're we have devices which allows us to access information, then we also have a part to play, but also the education system. Um, the educators need to upskill, they need to uh, improve, upgrade the resources that are available there, but also the government have a role to play. So everyone can have a role to play because for the young people to be competitive with, it's a, it's a global world now. We're no longer isolated, means that everyone yes. wants to be in that place, then we need to do yes. something. Everybody has to. So thank you so much, Joshua. Really appreciate your the conversation. Yeah. You are indeed Pleasure a role model. Uh, you're yeah, really a role model. So I appreciate and you know I, I learned something new today as well. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Thank you're you. Welcome, Margaret. Thank you. Thank you. Again, this is Margaret Ajibada, the STEM Positive Disruptor. Please do listen to this podcast with Joshua Ajayi. Um, he's a lead game developer who's been nominated for Le Leadership um, Award. So I do hope he wins. Um, but we were looking out for him as well. So please share the podcast. If you enjoy what we've, we've spoken about today, let us all be the change agent that we want to see across the world. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for having me. No problem.